What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Chef Josh, with another episode of The Family Cast. Food and music is life, yes. Yes, indeed. And before I start a conversation today with our guests on the show, I wanted to highlight. I wanted to do a new thing. I wanted to highlight a band. I wanted to highlight a band by a rad record label called Wiretap Records from Orange County, California. Technically Whittier, California, which is L.A., but the band is from Orange County. The band is Moldy Roses. And they just put out a new EP on Monday, January 10th on Wiretap Records. It's the EP is called Friends, and I was gonna do the uh, I was gonna play their first single off that EP, even though the whole thing is out technically. But uh, the song is Friends, the EP is Friends, and the the, the band is rad. It's a uh, it's pop punk. Um, excuse me. It was produced by Kyle McCauley of Spanish Love Songs, who, another great band, and mastered by Nick Townsend, who's done work with like Cheap Trick, Weezer, Iron Maiden, Bad Religion, even Dr. Dre, and he's also their drummer. <laughs> so um, it's a song about living with best friends in a tiny apartment in Fullerton, which is right above Disneyland. If you've ever been around the area, you know where that is, and uh, everything that happened within there. They all flunked out of school, they lost their jobs, they got kicked out of the apartment complex. Um, I've been guilty of that myself. Uh, everyone else moved moved home, some to the beach, to the mountains, to the city, etc. So it's just about growing up and moving out and growing up and all that. So I was just going to play a little song before we start the show today. So without any further ado, here's a song by Multi Roses off their new EP. The EP is called Friends. The song is called Friends. And it's on a wiretap record, so enjoy, and then I'll talk to you right after, all right? Remember when Andrew freaked and threw his wine glass out the window? Remember how Brandon screamed out to the sky that we're not all up? Remember how Mitchell's wall was totally covered in photos? Remember how Dirt's laughter we to go home? Just lonely understand what you said you'll be.
tasty pop punk rock. Pop punk rock and roll. Pop rock and roll. Pop rocks. Pop punk. Oh, so this is on. Anyways, Moldy Roses, new EP. It's out everywhere. Get it. <clears throat> that's that's very well produced, by the way. That sounds really, really big, even for, uh, you know, uh, an EP in 2022 of pop punk. That sounds, to me at least, it sounds big. I can tell the production is good. Wiretap Records, check it out. Great label run by a great dude, Rob. Shout out, Rob. And yeah, so that's that. Um, today's guests, I got two. I got two guests today. I got two buddies, two pals on the show. It's a uh, friend of the show. Episode one, Mogan Brown is was visiting California over over Thanksgiving holiday, and I took him to visit uh, our mutual pal, Danny Montoya of Dogwood fame, and uh, um, yeah, so we just hung out at Danny's house, recorded a, a live episode um, while we drank some local beers and talked about some good old times. Mogan was our tour manager, actually, when Danny was in Dogwood. He and Mogan went on tour with us a couple times, and we talk about a little bit of that in the episode. And yeah, it was just a little roundtable session, and we had a lot of fun. Um, I don't want to give too much away about the conversation with Danny, but um, for those of you that don't know, he was he was in Dogwood after Sean left the band, and he, he wrote and recorded the Seismic record and the best of all that stuff and all the dogwood songs that we did after our contract with tooth and nail. And then he's still playing songs, songs with me in St. Didicus. And so we've been, I never really stopped writing and recording. And Danny has been um, recording me a lot of those times, a lot of those songs, or at least had some hand in putting out whatever singles or whatever I've been, I've been doing for compilations and stuff like that. So yeah, he's been around in my musical career and life for a long time. Because even before he was in Dogwood, he was in a band called Logos, local San Diego legend uh, punk band Logos, which was a family band for him. You'll hear that in the conversation. So without uh, any further ado in that, I wanted to get into the episode. So thank you for listening. Thank you for all your support uh, in this new year already. Um, share the show with a friend. Please tell your friends everything and uh, everything and anything about the show. Share, share, share. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you can support on Patreon. You can support on buymeacoffee.com. That's another website, kind of like Patreon. It's kind of like uh, you just leave tips for whatever for the creators. I'm on there. It's the Punk Chef. Um, I am the I am a Punk Chef, so it's uh, the Punk Chef podcast. And what else? You can uh, just follow 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 us on Instagram at the Family Cast, and everything's pretty much in there. There's link tree, so there's a bunch of links. You can find everything there. Go back and listen to some old episodes. I got p- kitchen pairing playlists. I got rad rad play- playlists, rad songs and music for you to listen to, and I'm working on some new ones, so that'll be out soon too. Okay, um, yeah, like I said, share the show with a friend. That helps a lot. That helps get the word out. You know. And I've been a guest on a lot of other podcasts, too. So if you do search for my name on the internets, uh, if you search for my name, Josh Kimball, you might come up with this other cool dude named Josh Kimball. He's a comic book artist. I believe he's in Oregon. And that is not that is not me. I am I am in San Diego, California, and I am not a comic book artist, unfortunately. So he seems really cool, too. Um, but you'll you might find him on on other podcasts if you do a search. So just uh, make sure you're searching for Joshua. So that's why I have a C Joshua C. Campbell on some things so just to differentiate us two. That's just a little side note. But um, yeah, there's uh, there's two of us out there at least doing cool things, making making cool creations, I guess. <laughs> Um, so anyways, yeah, that's enough for now. I'm going to get into the conversation with Mr. Mogan Brown and Danny Montoya. All right, everybody. Um, 
What do I have to say? Oh, yeah. Okay, everybody, let's dig in. So we go to my mom's house, and they have, she has this box of old cell phones uh-huh. all the way back to, like, the Nokia, the famous, not the flip, but like not the, the, the tank, the, the meme phone that never breaks or whatever. Right. Like, they're like, Dad, look at this phone. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what about it? It's my old phone. Yeah. Like, this thing's worth money. I was like, it is not worth money. No. <laughs> but they, he's like, I'm going to charge it. See if it works. It works. It works. <laughs> yeah. You look up old text messages. You gonna play some snake? Me and you. Like. <laughs> uh, no, it was empty, but oh. he could play snake. You wiped it. Yeah, great. You, this is worth money. It's the, worth, the opposite of money. You have to pay <laughs> someone to throw this away. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here at the, the Fat Lab 2.0 oh. officially. Yeah. He, he dubbed it. Uh, it's official now. Uh, the studio of one Daniel Montoya. And we're joined by a special guest of the show. Episode one, in fact. Oh, Logan. yeah. Mogan Brown. Hello. I'm in person. Might be I'm the in... only time, uh, well, mo- only person that I know to get kicked off the Dogwood message boards. Oh, I did. The, at least that I know of. I did. <laughs> got your snippet. I did. Well, then they. they I got a sound clip. They reset it. Yeah. But, Shay, I'm a question reset. Oh, yeah. Shay. Shout out Shay. But then also something, I think he made it so you couldn't cuss on there. And then, but even like. Oh, it was like automatic. No, but I did. Call someone an asshole. Right. Uh, yes. Someone was just I like, do remember that drama. <laughs> I remember the drama. Yeah, because bros were beating people up at Lagwagon the night before. Lagwagon bouncing. Yeah. Might as well talk about it on a dogwood message. No, I don't know. Yeah, I remember, yeah, Sean and Jason were at that show. They got t-shirts that said, enter the wagon. Cause... And death to false metal. That was. Well, like, I, had the, I used to yeah. have that hat. Yeah, there was yeah. the hats. Yeah. Lagwagon never the best at merch. Just like, <laughs> it's like have an idea. <laughs> not a lot of coulda, not shoulda, but you know, yeah. Exactly. They're yeah. The, the Homer Simpson of uh, uh, Railer Punk. I don't know. We just went to the show, but. Uh, we'll uh, get to that. Yeah, we'll, we're jumping around and we're. Hello, hello. Welcome to the family cast. Special edition roundtable session. Roundtable. Round a literal roundtable session. Cheers. Drinking beers on a glass table. Local local beers in the pint glass from mm-hmm. Alesmith and what was that one? Coronado Brewing. Coronado Brewing. We he keeps it local. Daniel is loyal to the soil. In fact, <laughs> South Na- National City boys, right? National City. Yeah, yeah, National City. Danny, for those of you that don't know, was in Logos and Dogwood. Los Dogs. And, and <laughs> Los Dogs way. <laughs> and <laughs> we had some, some incredible tour stories meeting people. Uh, that Los Dogs story is from someone's tattoo on the chest, I think. Some uh, drunk boy in Florida. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I wow. think so. so. Something like that. I remember a show where you and Sean just kept going, Dogwood. Spanish for Ross. That's dogs. it's from that guy. It's from that guy in Fort Walton Beach. Um, yeah, so that's the story. Um, I wanted to have Danny on because little lesser known fact to uh, listeners of that have heard my voice on recordings uh, that are songs is Danny has produced me more than anybody else in the world. He's been a, a song producer of mine more than anybody officially, like ratio wise. I guess you're right. Wise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from his even uh, tenure in Dogwood, and then including even his uncle and his brother, <laughs> like his whole family's been producing me for for years, right? And then uh, still going. And Mogan's been involved with Dogwood for for all almost all the years, you know. L- little uh, lesser, maybe a lesser known fact. I don't know. Who knows? But we're all here. We're yeah. here. We're talking. I'm here. He's You're here. You're here. Whoever I- you are, and in the if your ears are hearing. Oh, so the listeners are the here. The listener. Are around this round table. We're all here. We're all here. We're, we, uh, we matter. Did we um, do it on air? Salud. <laughs> oh, salud. Cheers. Yeah. Clink, clinky. Clink. Clink and blink. And it's Monday afternoon. We're, we're, 
Oh, wait. Clink. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. (laughs) Fix it in post. Um, Fresh pots. um, Anyways. Yes. Happy happy Monday, all. It's a beautiful day outside. Danny, who are you? You're from National City. Born and raised. Born and raised in the... Do you call it... What do you call it? Is there a nickname for National City that is appropriate? Um, (laughs) Not for your listeners, no. Okay, yeah. They can handle it. Um, I'm curious now. <laughs> some, would, some would this say. Is a, yeah. this, is, this is a cussing podcast. I mean, it's been known to happen. Okay. Yeah. Life doesn't just happen. Does, guys. Danny's like, it happens. <laughs> oh, it happens. Um, another 394 pale ale and it happens. Um, but yeah, born and raised, <laughs> national city. And um, here we are. We're still in San Diego. We're, we're back. Spent we're, uh, eight years in LA for a little bit. Eight years in LA. Yeah. And then you were uh, you were working sound up there, yeah. I did sound production, um, all kinds of stuff. Did some rock and roll. Did some rock and roll. <laughs> He's always been in the music, basically biz, Dogwood, and then touring with other bands like, kind of tour managing, helping out their sound stuff, right? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All toured over. with that one band that's, <laughs> that's famous for being infamous. Well, the singer, the singer. Infamous. Infamous. No, it's the whole band. Is it okay? Well, I mean, it's the singer that's. But Daniel Give was doing stuff with them before they were kind of wonky. Yeah? yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's got some stories. I mean, behind um, the scenes, not in front of the camera, but yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, stuff. Yeah, because yeah. they're <laughs> but building studios for people. Headstrong. Helping, oh. helping people record. <laughs> helping people do songs. Well um, was on Ryan Huey's uh, label, uh, Substance Recordings International, oh, with yeah. Logos. Which is a pretty cool story about the logos itself. So that little side note: you, your brother, and then your cousins are also brothers, and that's the whole band. That's it. It's a family thing. Brother, 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 cousins. Cousins, exactly. Yeah. I remember Dogwood went on tour with Logos, and um, one time, somehow, real quick story: <laughs> we were at, at the hotel for uh, around Cornerstone. I'm not sure if we were there or not, but somebody had so there was a flat tire on the trailer. Um, <laughs> so somebody unhooked the trailer. I think Andrew unhooked the trailer and Sammy, maybe Mark, I don't know, was kind of standing at the right spot of the trailer. So the trailer kind of fell on them, but the doors are open. So it kind of went like a, like a, like a hat. The trailer just goes whoosh, right, right, like over him because it was empty. Once we emptied the trailer, it was kind of like the weight was not distributed. I don't know, because it was unhooked. <laughs> like the Harold and, Lloyd, like 1920s, the barn falls over exactly. and the window goes yeah, over. Exactly. Like that. So that exactly. happened to one of the, yeah. the, 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 the cousins of Danny. And then... um. You know, a logos, a famous logos fight ensued. Like the, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of shoving, a little bit of cussing. Oh, was that um, when they broke up? Is that what happened? Was it? I, probably. Or shortly I thereafter. I remember you guys came back from tour and you're like, we broke up, and I was like, what happened? You're like, the trailer. Sammy pushed Mark <laughs> after the show, and then we broke up. Some stuff went down. It very well could have been. And yeah, uh, could have been. But yeah, there's so many near death experiences that we experienced. <laughs> Even not so many. No. Um, um, so I'm sorry. Another quick story. Yeah, Brainerd, Minnesota. It was two bands on tour. Brainerd, yes. We pull over to a uh, um, Dairy Queen, uh-huh. and it's roadside. There's like nowhere to park. It's literally just off road, two lane highway. <laughs> um, the first group of guys order, sits down, eats their food. Um, whoever was next to me, I don't remember who was quite next to me, but we sat down on the opposite side. So our back is like to the road. Uh-huh. <clears throat> that side of the table gets up. And the entire bench just starts to float back, like into the in front of the highway. And Jason Harper, I remember him putting his knee down and like just saving your life. Yeah, I do. Rem- I totally remember that because this Dairy Queen had a. The, Danny's back was like three inches from the cars. 
like on the road. That's how they had their bench set up. If you can picture an outside Dairy Queen patio, the right, bench I'm was trying to. Yeah, it's the wild. bench seats yeah. were parallel to the freeway, basically. Right, right as the bench went, <laughs> went back down, everybody the got up. Yeah. Just goes. <laughs> so shout out Jason Harper for quick uh, early dad reflexes. It wouldn't yeah. be yeah. Brainerd, Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota? Yeah, I'm Minnesota. called the mayor. Okay. I'm gonna call the oh, mayor. That almost sounded like some Missouri non Missouri non because it sounds like Branson or something. No, just because um, <laughs> Missouri's more hillbillyish. Minnesota. Hey, I was like, born there. That's fine. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's more tomfoolery in uh, in one hundred percent. Yeah, Missouri than uh, Minneapolis. It's famous for it. It's famous for tomfoolery. Uh, <laughs> Near death experiences. Just like children's, you know, like playground equipment that you'll die on. Ah, it's fine. The it's 20, a, 20 foot tall slide. It's, it's a like garbage no, can. No rails. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I remember, who remembers that? Shout out. Um, Put the kid in a tie. Roll him down the road. It's fun. It's fine. I ain't gonna hurt nothing. Danny, do you come from a musical family? Would you say? I would say that. Yeah. Because everybody, everybody plays something. Everyone dabbles. Everyone. I would say Grandpa, more than dabbles. Grandma. Yeah. More than dabbles. Um, there are some pro musicians up the chain. Yeah. Like a bi- concert violinist or something like that. Dang. But uh, yeah, it's always just there's always Dang. been instruments in our in our home, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's always been encouraged. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, your dad did your dad play like thirty instruments, or did da- you just dad played everything: drums, piano, guitar, <sighs> bass. Dude, can't you know? Yeah, but, yeah. And uncle owns studios and plays and sings. Yeah, dude, it's always been <laughs> <laughs> it's always been ingrained in our just our mm-hmm. history, our family history. I have like distant distant uncles that made albums out of Texas back in the you know sixties and seventies, mm-hmm. and so it's always been a been a thing. Anyone, anyone in, uh, anyone in like Mexico or anything like that, or is all, you know, not that I'm aware of. Okay, yeah. um, I won't. The only reason I ask is because you know, rock in espanol and stuff like that, or tejano or anything like that. Um, I remember, I just remember your uncle Ruben telling me some. Uh, he recorded a lot of those musicians and stuff like that at his studio. He did. I think that was just the clientele in the area. <laughs> the area, yeah. Hey, you guys open? Want to record? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, sign says open. Um, that's cool. So, how long have you been playing? Did you play guitar first, like out of all your instruments? Yeah, I started off on guitar, actually clarinet, mm. third grade. And then for knew. a couple years. I never knew. And then uh, nothing until guitar until I hit 15. I uh, discovered Nirvana and that was that was kind of it. Nirvana. The, never mind. Never mind. Never yeah. mind. Okay. The album came out and then I had to figure that album out. I wanted to make those sounds. It was just instant just gravitation. Seriously. Yeah. I wanted to too, but I never did. <laughs> How's that going, by the way? <laughs> How's it going? Learning, never mind. Yeah, uh, still working on it. Still working on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's on YouTube now. But uh, a playthrough. Yeah. yeah. I have a theory. Side note, Tangent City, um, Butch Vig. If you're listening, tell me. But uh, if you listen to Nirvana even before Nevermind, Bleach, and all that, and then you listen to Foo Fighters, you know, like now and stuff mm-hmm. like you'll you hear total similarities in the songwriting and the songs and the performance, at least from singing and guitar. And I always wondered, did Dave write the Nirvana songs and, or is Dave stealing from Kurt's songs? You know, I think he's stealing from Kurt's Go. songs. He, uh, he's so he's just carrying well, on the Nirvana. No, no, no. But like, it sounds yeah. like this sounds like a Nirvana song or that yeah. sounds like a Foo Fighters. You know what I mean? I mean, well, cause I can't be the only one hearing this. That's true. I mean, as um, most of the songs on Nevermind were written before Dave was in the band, mm-hmm. and yeah. there's like demos of them out there and stuff. And, and the song "Scentless Apprentice" on I love Utero, mm-hmm. like he he wrote that dun 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 dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun like he wrote that. And then there's the song "Marigold" that's like him singing. That's like a B side that everyone knows about. But 
Yeah, it's probably just in the, the it's ghost. In his blood. The ghost of Kurtz lives on. Yeah, he's in every studio. I'm sure he added what he added while they were recording and and in his band. Oh yeah, so yeah. Because I know he's saying, "Oh, never mind." Like the yeah, some, some backing tracks. But there's, I mean, there's videos of Butch Vig like dropping all the like just playing his backup vocals on like in bloom. Yeah, and stuff. I saw and that. It doc. totally sounds like exactly Foo Fighters. Yeah. Dude. So, anyways, sorry to um, if that was the like. No, that's a, a that's what I wanted to know. A, that's well, what I wanted actually, to know. Yeah. We were talking about. Sam <laughs> pushes glasses up. Yeah. Um, no, I wanted to know because I hear that and I'm like, now, now it got me wondering. But you know, anyways, you're learning every mind. You're 15, which obviously we're not anymore. But um, that's kind of when around when you started playing your instruments too, right? Mm-hmm. That age. It's like that's the age. Yeah. That's what uh, other people I've talked to also. It's always been that age. Mm-hmm. Nobody nobody's picked it up at like 42. You know, they have. But no, no, <laughs> but that I've talked to. Year. Yeah, I've. T- well, I, I know people who have like given up smoking and took up guitar, but like people who've been playing it, like who are like lifers or whatever, they all started around thirteen to fifteen. So, so mm-hmm. in my speakings, it's know, a pivotal age, right? You discover music you like. Mm-hmm. There's like cool stuff, like when you're in high school, what the you know kids are listening to. Mm-hmm. Which has a huge effect on like what appeals to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's better than having no effects. No, no talent <laughs> no talent no no talent um that's cool yeah so and then and then when did uh how'd you guys decide to just do like the family band the family punk rock band <laughs> i i had played in a couple bands before that but um as everyone was kind of coming to age all of a sudden it was like wow like sam's gotten really good or mark's gotten really good mm. um they andrew mark and sam had another band with a couple of their buddies and then um at one point we just kind of connected. I mean, we're, we're family, right? So we would see each other. Um, mm-hmm. But once we decided to, to form something, that's when we, we started Logos. I think that was like 97. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. And then I just remember like we just got, we played together a lot and um, the band was really good, you know? Um, I'm hoping that everybody still continues to play. I told Andrew the other day, he's, I got, dude, you should, you should, uh, don't stop drumming because you're too good to not. He's like, I'm too busy. I'm like, just <laughs> just pick up a drum and hit it or something like that. You know, it's like, I, I want people, I want those people who are like, I want, and the world needs to hear logos. It's time, you know. Um, but anyways, you went from, and then you went from that to coming into to Dogwood and we wrote this seismic and went on to, with these crazy tours. Mogan was our TM for a while, mm-hmm. tour manager to the lay person. Yeah. Um, some some fun stories there with like fighting jacks and such, and uh, near death. I almost I you know almost put my foot through Rob's face on accident on stage. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> last good. show of the tour, la- like last. Danny home. lost his sunglasses at yeah, ninety miles an hour. Because, <laughs> it was thanks, so bizarre. Thanks to his brother, <laughs> the big the big uh, hidden fist. Um, yeah, interesting, Iron interesting. Fist. What happened to my glasses? No, they went. <laughs> they like somehow slow motioned off yeah. your yeah. Are you driving in Arizona? Was it or, Arizona or New or, Mexico? It seems like we were just always in Arizona or Texas. Lost... Like we were in in that air, New Mexico yeah. corridor. Yeah, it was after New Mexico because we broke down it in Gallup. Okay. The the we blew a tire. Yeah. And then like all of our fluid leaked out. Of course. Oh, middle right. of nowhere. Yeah. And no phone service, nothing. We were like yeah. in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, the Hulk. The Hulk, yes. <laughs> the van. The van. The, van, the Hulk. A green so you bought it Ford for three van. grand. So Andrew and I got under the van. We uh-huh. duct taped it. Uh, the, the coolant line that was busted. Uh, we all took pisses and Gatorade bottles. Filled up the coolant as much as we could. You do what you got to do. And then we got to Gallup and got new tires. And yeah. I think that's when the AC quit working too. So that's when 
uh, it started getting a little ornery in the van. Yeah. Hot and sweaty. That's the last couple of days. We were already setting off fireworks in the van. You lit a full on, you lit up a smoke thing that burned the ceiling. <laughs> I still have that hat. It was Wait, like, oh, the, 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 the Roman candle. The Roman fight. candle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Roman candle Ro- fights on the freeway. With yeah. fighting jacks. With fighting yeah. jacks. On the Texas highway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I miscounted the amount of Roman candles I had left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was driving. I was we were driving. driving. So yeah. it was like, boom. And I'm like, okay. And I bring it in and then it, Lands right on the hood, burns a hole in it. Josh is favorite hat. So good. Everyone's Which like, hat was it? It's just a brown like hat I got in Boston. From, I still have like, it. I still have the hat, but it's you know like a uh, like a newsy kind of thing. Oh, okay. But it's got a rat hole in it, and people think it's like cigar burn or fights or something like that. Hey, like, no, it's nope. uh, I mean it's kind of a fight. We were doing a illegal fireworks. Fight it was a on war the, on a nighttime battle. highway. Yeah. It was a war. It was a, it was a, war. a battle of the ages. I don't like to talk about it. Yeah. Surprisingly. You got pulled over once in Memphis. Yeah, I remember that. For doing a U-turn. Uh-huh. But like nothing, but that was it, right? Like we didn't get pulled over for fireworks or... No, no, it was just illegal U-turn. Isn't that odd? We didn't get pulled over for like shooting fireworks for at each other. For stuff that we should not be doing. 10 feet away, yeah. <laughs> you made an illegal U-turn. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember how that cop started escalating the whole... I, I kind of. I think I, I was with Fighting Jacks that day because oh, they, they oh, had right. a flat tire. Yeah. They also picked up a hitchhiker. I remember that. I remember that. Because <laughs> we had, they had the airsoft gun, so I was like, man, in the back, you know. I'm ready, guys. I'm ready, guys. You just say the word, yeah. John. Um, <laughs> what uh, what music inspires you to write your like music when you're writing music? Oh, mm. I do all kinds of stuff. Um, no, I mean, so every, it's like, not all punk rock. It's not all punk rock, no. Um, just it's a, across the board. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like country or pop or whatever, I mean, I'm always listening to something new, right? Country, 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 and like, yeah, there's some, there's, yeah, there's some good stuff, dude. What's so, some uh, country bangers? Yeah, can what, you recommend some country? Um, you're talking like outlaw old stuff or like outlaw old stuff, but even some of the newer stuff. Uh, John Party, oh, you heard him? I've not like what? party, like P A R D I. Oh, okay. Party. I thought his name's like I'm John Party. Yeah, no, dude. Party. Party time. That's a different yeah. guy. That's a different yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> he only drinks Duff. But a dude out of California that's writing like solid country albums. Mm-hmm. They're you know they're good. Um, hmm. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't say it's it's never really music. I think a lot of times it's just. Uh, uh, you know, feelings or stuff I'm going through, situations, things I, that I hear about or experience. Um, mm-hmm. And those just kind of, you know, inspire me where I just start picking up a guitar. I noodle and I record and that's it, you know? Yeah. And uh, and noodle he does, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. He's a noodler. Like I see like all your, you got a, a bevy of guitars, if you will, a quiver. How do you know which like one to put on a song or a recording? You know, I know we toured with the, the LTD and, you know, like there's, I know the sound of that guitar personally, but like, how do you, you know, does that, is that a thing in your I, head? I feel like the instrument kind of inspires how a piece of music is going to go. So I'll pick up, say, a ukulele or, or acoustic guitar or, or start jamming or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, that'll kind of, kind of lead me in, in the direction the song wants to go. Because of the sound of the ukulele or? It's, it's like the, <clears throat> it's like the inspiration of it. You know, you, you pick it up, you pick up the instrument, you start noodling, you're like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. And then you work on it for a minute, and then I just put my phone down and I record the idea, and then later I'll, I'll you know revisit these and, and see if there's more we can yeah. make out of it. Like, whoa, it sounds even better on my Strat or whatever. You know, like... kind of, yeah. <laughs> but it's or... like it's like a photographer, right? The the best camera is the camera that's on you. So if you have like a like a like a badass camera and it's not on you, 
but you have your phone and you, you're, mm -hmm. you're, mm -hmm. you're able to capture an idea or yeah. memory, then that's the best camera. So whatever instrument's in your hand is, is what you can use to get inspired. Ah, you, same the camera as an instrument. I know you did like pro photography for a while too. I did do that. Yeah. I dabbled. Still not dabbling anymore or? No. no. It's, just, it's just fun now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now it's just fun. Yeah. There, there's a lot of things that kind of become work after a while. Ah. And once it becomes work, it's hard to get inspired, right? Like I feel you. Know. Yeah. Kind of, you know, and I feel something like that sometimes with, like, you know, maybe chefing or any kind of that stuff. But, you know, I want it to be, I want it to remain fun. So, like, music or cooking or, you know, any kind of, I know, I totally know what you mean. You know, um, like, I feel like his stuff, your stuff to on a tour manager with say, you know, what you just did or mm -hmm. any of the stuff that you do for tour stuff is sounds fun, but you're like, Oh, it was so much work, you know, like the, the behind the scenes stuff of making a production happen, mm -hmm. you know, driving to the next city or getting all the equipment, right. Or, or even what you do now, Danny is with the, with the, this, all the sound stuff that you've been doing on, on via video conferencing stuff. I'm like, I, uh, it sounds fun, but you're like, I know it seems like a lot of work, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there is. And it, it's only when you're like that thick in the weeds, you understand what, what it's like, right? <laughs> this sucks. Like when you're, when you're writing songs as like a part-time hobby, it's, it's fun. But when you're depending on your bottom line to, yeah. to make it happen, then that pressure, I'm sure, you know, Seriously. takes the fun away. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, um, Sometimes with the, the songwriting or, excuse me, that was a big deep breath. Um, sometimes with the songwriting or the, I guess, lyric writing or anything like that, it's, it's harder when there's, when there's pressure, right? Like, yeah. like if we're in the studio and I have to finish a song, maybe those words aren't as good of words as they could have been or whatever. I don't know if that makes sense. Or like the pressure to finish an album for a label or even be on time for a show. You know, that's, that's some <laughs> pressure, seriously. Even though we're only, uh, when we're on tour, we're only working, you know, at the show, like, an hour or two a day out of the whole day, but still we have to get there, plan everything out, you know, not blow up the hotel room. Like all the, there's some like responsibilities, but I don't know. It just seems like, um, yeah, it, I guess maybe you're mature in that. <laughs> you, now you know that it's work instead of play. Maybe. Just, yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Anything in life's like that. Ah, dang it. Don't, don't, uh, don't open my eyes to those things <laughs> in your eyes. Yeah. You know? You're only at the venue for an hour. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really, lead singer? <laughs> one hour. Well, unless there's like a sound check at 1 p.m. or something like that. But we were never that big to do that. Oh, your band, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I know you're, but you're working for you're working for like real artists, you know? Yeah, I worked like at the this. venue for and doing the venue, yeah, being yeah. there, yeah, 10, 12, 16 hours a day. Seriously, yeah. and that's the work that people don't know that but, goes yeah. into the somebody's half hour opening mm -hmm. set or whatever, you know, yeah. like or first one and last one out, yeah. <sighs> right? Hardcore, it's the gig. <laughs> dude. What's um? What have you been listening to besides country lately? Just kidding. <laughs> country man over here. Ooh, ooh! I just discovered this guy. Uh, yeah. Francis. Um, black. No, not black. <laughs> um, this cat out of San Diego writes amazing kind of um, gun ballad, uh, gun ballads, uh, Marty Robbins kind of stuff. Okay. And he his band like nails it. Yeah. All originals, but nice, really good. That's cool. Is his name Jesse Dayton? No. His name is... And that's inspiring you to write uh, songs It's not like inspiring. That? I just... I oh, just, you've been listening I mixed them okay. the night and... Uh, Where was he playing? Soda Bar. Okay. Yeah. And I was actually telling the band, I'm like, dude, uh, thanks so much for your set last night. Like, I really enjoyed it. And like, uh -huh. I'm like, I'm not blowing smoke grass. Like, it, it's rare for, for me as like a mix engineer to work with someone that I actually wanted to work or mm -hmm. enjoy listening to, to <laughs> music. <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah, it was, it was a genuine compliment. The guy took it well, and uh, nice. it's good. It's, it's great music. That's cool. Do you think that a lot of sound men kind of once they set the mix or whatever, they don't bother it anymore during the set? Well, with a good band, that's exactly what it what it's like. I mean, um, I mean, if there's only one soundboard, if there's not the you know side stage and the front of house one or whatever, but like, can you set it and forget it kind of thing? You never hear them like turn up the you know every song changes or whatever. So some bands do, yeah. <laughs> can you turn me up and everyone down and that kind of stuff? Yeah. Right. Francis know. Bloom is his name. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've heard a lot about that. Hmm. I've heard a lot about that name. Yes. Check them out. Check it out. <laughs> it's gun ballads. It is. About the ballad of the gun. Is that one of the gun ballad? You mean like you know? That's the that? name of the album. Gun ballads and. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Francis Bloom, Gun Ballads. He's not like. I oh no 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 no! I'm sorry, Marty like... Marty Robbins album, yeah. which Marty it, Robbins. It's like that style. It's in that vein, kind of. Okay. Western yes. country western gunslinger kind Love of it. kind of stuff. Super good. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. Almost Nick Cavey or no no not, not at all. He's, or... he, he sings about guns. He sings murder ballads. <laughs> Are you is that like uh, Orville Peck? No ish. No, no? Orville okay. Peck just sings like. About being gay on the plane. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, what's his style of country like? I mean, because I saw he did like a huge single with Shania Twain last he year. He did with Shania Twizzle. Shania Twizzle. Well, he would cover just no, that's a Faith Hill song, "Just Breathe." But he, I mean, he like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he calls himself country, but he's more of just kind of like a, like a. He's a character. He's got know? the I mean, like country, that's a voice he, yeah, he does. Yeah. But um, I mean, he just. He just sounds like super reverby, like mm-hmm. indie rock. That's kind of countryish. Seriously, yeah. yeah, it's great. No, but yeah, no, he's. I mean, cosplay country. Got well, yeah, you know, it is. cosplay country. That's like, that's, you know, dudes at Coachella with big hats. You know, that's cosplay <laughs> country. Um, <clears throat> Coachella. I don't know. He's he's doing his own thing, and I mm-hmm. think it's great. Um, you know, God bless him. You know, he's. I don't know the stuff that's come out since the record's a lot more like poppy, and then you know like the yeah I did the Shania Twizzing song and mm-hmm. he did something with like Diplo. Oh really? That's not but yeah, anyways. Um, so he's just he's pop, kind of. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, he, know, he knows what he's talking about. I mean, he knows music and stuff. Yeah, no, it's so, not yeah. it's not bad. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's like, not like he just put on a hat. And it's like I'm a cowboy. You know, <laughs> it smells like, like Western. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of smells like, I know you've been you've been. Uh, cooking a lot you got some techniques out there smoking and griddling and highfalutin barbecue been, i've been working on my brisket yeah oh come on brisket do now. tell did you nail it <clears throat> franklin barbecue style franklin barbecue style okay salt pepper many hours you got an oil drum out back i got a little pellet smoker out there mm. yummy yummy how long 13 <clears throat> 14 hours uh it depends depends yeah. on how big the brisket is 210 it 220 is. whatever it takes <laughs> <laughs> It's like 225, 250, right around there uh, yeah. for just for many hours. It, yeah. Once that brisket tender, it gets tender, then mm-hmm. you wrap it, do a couple more hours. And, Dang. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. really cool. You know, honest to God truth, I've never cooked a brisket. Hmm. Have I? No, I've never cooked a brisket in my my cooking life. You say this while you're eating brisket you cook. Like, this is, <laughs> I have never. Guys, this is not a brisket I cook. <laughs> I never do this. It just yeah. looks... Uh, oh, this whole thing? This, That's just gross beef. Pulls it out of his pocket. Yeah. Um, I know, I, I never done well, this. While wearing so. a shirt that says Josh's 
And Josh's famous brisket. Expert, <laughs> expertly brisketed brisket. I've done almost everything else on the on that animal except for the the brisket. It's uh, brisket tuna. Yeah, it's super easy to mess up. You can make into a piece of beef jerky real quick. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Maybe that's what has steered me away from it. It took a few. It took a few briskets to get a brisket connect. Yeah, like a. You just go to Costco or. Oh, Costco. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they sell it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I might. Most get, of I might, I might. Excuse me. I might look into this whole brisket or you know just eat yours you could potentially you know? do it in the oven just you can't do anything else in the oven for and your whole house is hot yeah, yeah but you're like but you're smoking it right yeah so, yeah smoking. so i yeah you'd have to finagle a way to smoke it in your oven which you you can but like his built for that mm-hmm. you know um and then uh but you're also doing other stuff before you got the smoker too like yeah you know. uh my uh, my bond me's are pretty pretty oh pretty yeah okay yeah Bomb me. What uh? What all goes on your bomb? Uh, it's barbecue pork. Okay. So mm. Salt, pepper, sugar. Mm. Shit ton of it. So marinate it twenty four hours. Bake it for mm-hmm. uh, five or six hours, maybe. But I had no you idea. Bon me master. You get French baguettes from somewhere. I do. Lee's. Oh, yeah. Nice. Get them fresh. Dude, nice. Lee's. Shout out Lee's. Uh, local institution. Vietnamese for... bakery. Yeah. Yeah. And then I always have to get the uh, Vietnamese iced coffee when I'm there. You have you to. Gotta do you it. have to. You got to do, do it. it. Yeah. You need the energy to to power through the. Yeah. <laughs> the it's a lot of slicing and dicing. You're like, wait, I'm leaving this place to go cook banh mi. Can I just order gold banh mi's from you guys and tell people I made it? I'm or... sure they, they have fantastic <laughs> banh mi's. They're they're okay. They're okay. Yeah, they're okay. You know, I mean, do you do pate. Well, they're good at what they do. They're good at what they do. That's a bit. Yeah. That's all I do. Those of you out there listening. Here in San Diego, there's actually quite a large Vietnamese community spread around the county. Um, Lee's and K Sandwiches and Saigon Sandwich are kind of like, kind of the go-tos of pe- what people know because they're b- bigger and well-known. Mm-hmm. But like, I get my balmies without pate personally, unless it's like a plain vegetarian mm-hmm. pate because yeah. I just don't, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, but I can do everything else on it, even like the weird kind of gelatiny kind of uh, oh, the tendon pork tendon. anything anything on there except the pate is fine with me and raw onions i don't like raw onions but that's you just me. still do the like pickled the uh, pickled carrots and pickled carrots, yeah danny what fresh song jalapenos Jala- fresh, you gotta have a fresh jalapenos long slice jalapenos. long slice the yeah. kind that you can't get away from the heat <laughs> every bite has oh yeah, yeah. Oh, they'll, they'll get you <laughs> yeah what <laughs> song of yours that you've written would you pair with this bond me the drop you could think of oh, something here. Ooh. I got one for you too. Oh, conscious in a cave. If the jalapeno gets you right, ooh, what does that mean? Like, like draws a tear to your eye? Like, it gets spicy it, on the way out? Burn the heart, hurt in the heart. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love it. <laughs> so next time I hear that, I'm gonna think of a uh, spicy bami with a that long jalapeno. And we're not talking like a whole jalapeno here. Long. We're talking they slice it all the way through, so the core is in every bite, you guys. The core of the seeds. The seeds, the yeah. Yes, yes. Mogan, off the top of your head, uh-huh. yes. F- something that you've cooked that you would pair with a song that Danny has written. Oh, um, because le- 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 lesser known fact about Mogan, he like he loves to dabble in the kitchen I too. Do he, like to yeah. dabble in the kitchen. Uh, did is the whole seismic record yours? You're doing. Pick a song. I'll tell you. No. <laughs> to answer your question, no. Okay. You did not write Flowers Soon Die. No. Okay. Um, yes. It yes. was a collaboration. I think it was mostly... Did you write the solo? Har- I did write the Definitely solo. Definitely wrote the okay. solo. He's a, he's a noodler. So he's the solo... <laughs> I think Harper came oh, up that. with the main riff. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
that ripping solo would go well with um oh i started doing uh mango habanero i knew you were gonna say it the mango habanero ones yeah the, yes. well i did i started doing them as wings mango habanero wings so good, and then dude. i got some shrimps yes Whoa. yeah Scrimps. and it's just like yeah this is good did them on the uh on the skewer heck yeah so, yeah on a smoker or like just on a grill okay just so grilled mango habanero wings or shrimp yeah is pairing with danny's ripping solo from flowers soon die yes sweet and spicy yes yeah. yes you, you went in with a full like like late 80s br solo on that one. Oh yeah 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 but like a little bit higher level than brett was doing yeah <laughs> that like yeah he never had the patience of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah i remember um i remember uh sam i think sam was the engineer on that lucas yeah lucas? yeah shout out sam uh he's like dude i didn't know you could solo and i'm like yeah we, we just never really had room for solos in the songs or whatever you know like this this one had a perfect space for a solo Call call in the soloist. <laughs> Stand by. <laughs> yeah. And go. Bringing in the wolf. Um, he's Gandalf in the studio. Gandalf in the recording yeah. room. Um, yeah. So that's that's a that's a dogwood song, you guys. It's not on, technically not on seismic, but it's on. Uh, it's in our repertoire. Some My favorite. The, uh, the greatest. It's hits. definitely on that one. Reverse then forward, and then. Um, uh, it was a single for a compilation, I think. Right? I think so. All, and all those after seismic were like all like singles for different comps and such but I think uh, that was it was not that was before seismic was that it was, that was the first thing i did yeah oh okay interesting i'm i'm getting blown away by all these these facts over here from you guys that's good <laughs> <laughs> facts, facts about the songs yeah, that i did ooh, um wow facts delicious yeah um just the facts you guys um and then which uh what did you did you do band stuff after dogwood like officially playing guitar in a band or anything like that or did you go straight to like running sound for everybody? Uh, yeah, no other bands. I think Dogwood was it, and then uh, yeah, no other bands. So you were old. doing sound stuff before, and like during Dogwood as well as in addition. Before, to yeah. yeah, professionally, yeah, making people sound good, um, and then yeah, just like so. You're would you say you're an audiophile? No, that's usually someone that uh, listens to vinyl on you know six thousand dollars speakers. And, ah, okay. Um, I'm, I'm not more, quite I'm, there yet. I guess I'm just more like I've always been just techy, I guess, mm -hmm. with gear and you read the instructions. I read, I do read instructions. He's an instruction reader. Yeah. He subscribes to the entire instruction catalog. I do. I'll usually mess with something first, and then grab grab the instruction manual and see what I missed. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> that's dope. And then, oh, yeah, that's I mean, what it does. Oh, okay. Um, outside of like, so outside of your, you know, your song pairing with conscience in a cave and bomb me is there like other stuff like if you hear a song or whatever does that inspire you to kind of cook something new or are you are you getting cooking ideas from like watching tv stuff or how does how does the uh, correlation happen there in hmm. your brain well music is always part of cooking uh usually i've, I've yes. already decided to take on an undertaking a meal that's your song <laughs> um yeah so if i'm making like a bolognese or something like i'll i'll uh decide what i'm gonna do right i'll pick up ingredients mm -hmm. but then when i get home i, I have to have a soundtrack for for it honey um, put usually, on the bolognese playlist yeah neither <laughs> bolognese <laughs> bolognese <No> freaking ziti <laughs> <laughs> lately either either it either goes uh country or metal nothing, nothing there between. you go with that country again yeah this is really surprising me 
I, I mean, no coming, offense. I think I didn't, it, <laughs> I didn't think. I think that's coming in my older age. Um, there's okay. a lot of stuff that I grew up listening to because of dad and, and mm-hmm. grandpa. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of stuff kind of came full circle, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Nostalgic. So you don't, uh, you don't, you don't get in the pit anymore then. Is that what you're saying? Uh, last time I did, I highly regretted it. <laughs> I saw Strung Out uh, six years ago at the El Corazon in Seattle. Okay. I flew in for a, a work event. And on my travel day, they were playing that night. I'm like, I'm going. Yeah. I'm going. And um, you get was, there, you leave. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just got there and I just started. Uh, no one from work wanted to go. So I just kind of went and kind of yeah. just pre-gamed. was hanging out with people there. Um, yeah. Got in the pit. Like, because well, that was the tour they played back-to-back albums. They okay. did, uh, oh, Twisted. And the night was yeah. there was Twisted by Design. Oh. That's um, all you need. That's, <laughs> that's all you need. That'll fuck you up. So yeah, pregame I got in the pit, sang, you know, like, like screamed every lyric out that, yeah. I, that I knew. Um, you sang the guitar parts. You're like, dude, dun, 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 all dun, dun. The, I was, you know, the harmonies mostly. Yeah. Yeah. I was whistling. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the dun, next dun, dun, the next dun, day, dun, waking dun, up dun, for dun, work, dun. I'm like, oh my god, dude, did I fall out of a tree? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I will do that to you. Were you like? I was already forty. Are you wearing like a dress shirt that's just like all the way undone at the white t-shirt, like, <laughs> all sweaty, like woo, woo, strung out, baby number <laughs> one. Pit, you're, number one. Your dress shoes are untied, like hanging around. They're like, oh, our sound man couldn't make it tonight. Is there a sound man in the house? <laughs> I got you. <laughs> My moment. Dream come true. It's like that Steel Panther movie. No, not Steel Panther. Um, the Marky Mark movie where he's yeah. like screaming in the crowd the words are like wait a minute you're a better singer than our singer or whatever and like pull him on stage you got the job Steel son. Dragon was that what it's called maybe something like that oh Steel Panther's a band sorry no well it's yeah it's like metal the, school yeah yeah, yeah, metal, yeah. so <laughs> dream come true um, so that did it for you that got all your punk punk out of your system until no one calling came into town that was it yeah that's really cool so it's strung out one of your favorite like punk live shows then Is yeah that... they're, they're up there yeah, because they're because you're metal Cause you Cause are, yeah, because they have those metal tendencies. I always, uh, always dug that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're definitely a they metal. pull it off well. <laughs> yeah, like really good kind of pop songs. It's got like, that Jackson guitar sound. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. crunch. Good combo. Mm-hmm. Great band. Sick. I like. I love their new stuff. Yeah. Uh, let it be known. I love Strung Out. Huge fan. <laughs> Huge fan. You're gonna take this opportunity to let. I would let just want to take this out. opportunity. Yeah. yeah, nobody knew this about me, yeah. but I have an affinity towards uh, Fat Records punk rock stuff. Um, yeah, seriously, Bad Religion, and I mean, you can hear it in the songs that you you know you wrote with Dogwood and and Logos is your influences and stuff like that, of course. Um, and then, um, but like I keep asking about the influences from like for the food and stuff like that because like everybody thinks differently, you know, art art artist wise and and chef creative wise, you know, like. Uh, I've never really messed with mango habanero sauce, and you know, Mogan's over here doing it. And in uh, oh, pineapple, all habanero, the way, sorry. yeah, yeah, oh, okay. I was way <laughs> different, way off, off. Yeah. Samsonite, yeah. um, yeah, so like everyone's doing their different thing, just whatever, what however you get strict struck by inspiration, right? You know, I mean, did you think of that listening to while you were listening to some music, or you know, not because of the music, but like you're feeling inspired because you hear this rad song, right? Yeah, you're sure. like listening to whatever it was, like you know. Uh, Shimane, or you know, mm-hmm. I heard there's a, a Celtic way to say that, you know, or Gaelic way, the, the proper way to say Sam Hain, you know. Oh, Samhain. Samhain, yeah. yeah. He's like, don't yeah. say Sam Hain. He's, you know? he's reading my T-shirt. Yes, he's wearing the Samhain shirt, but everyone will think it's Sam Hain. Sam Hain. Danzig in, says Sam Hain. Yeah, I know, so, yeah. but 
But yeah. Danzig's not even his real name, baby. It's Glenn. <laughs> uh, hey, Glenn. <laughs> Hello, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Do you like Misfits? Never got super Never got into them? Yeah. Hey, oh. Did you get into any old, really old punk rock stuff? Like, you know, the early Black Flag, Misfits? Not not terribly. I know okay. uh, Mogan probably wants to stab me right now. No, no. <laughs> Everyone has a different... Well, you said you started guitar with Nirvana, never mind. So like, yeah, and I, I think there's a lot of bands like that that kind of influence bands that I liked. Sure. And I think for, for those bands, it was a bigger influence in me trying to go back to it and appreciate it for what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, for them, it was obviously like inspiring. Mm-hmm. Right. Bands like all the bands that like Meyer, Meyer Threads influenced, uh, uh, just bands that were really like legendary, right? Mm-hmm. But set up a whole wave of like really good music through the 80s totally. and 90s and stuff. Well, I mean technically Bad Religion is one of the early <clears throat> Yeah, they're, you know, they're in there so like yeah. You're you you are in there. I, I guess yes, I am now. Yes and no, yes and yeah. no. But like 80, 1980 is kind of like around there, right? But yeah, I mean cuz I didn't hear that stuff. I mean I heard people were giving me compilations of punk but I didn't know who the people were. So I didn't really get my own into my own punk stuff until Green Day and Offspring were were out on CD, right? right. Um, and then I got everything else after that. I started there, but then went then went hog wild on everything else, right? Because um, I was already super into Nirvana, but people were telling me that wasn't punk rock. And then right. I heard Bleach, and I was like, "This sounds like punk. This is punk rock to me. I wouldn't call this grunge." And this, uh, grunge was a word that came came about later. Right? Yeah, and I was like, "This is like noisy, distorted, gar- garbled vocal. You know, like it sounds. I would call this punk rock now after I learned more and more about punk rock and stuff. Right. You well, know? it's like the Pixies, right? If uh, when I first got Nirvana. Kurt Cobain was like the Pixies, the Pixies. So yeah. like, check out the Pixies. Totally. There's like a couple songs that I really, really like, but outside of that, I couldn't really get into it. And I, I mean, I, I appreciate them for what they influenced, but mm-hmm. they just were never my thing. Yeah, he really liked them, um, and you can hear that too. Oh yeah. But you know. Oh yeah. Oh. Totally. <laughs> oh totally. Especially on Nevermind. Forget about it. <laughs> you can, you can, <laughs> if you look at uh, it, is the, just. Yeah. You can totally tell uh, yeah. most of this stuff, but you know, enough about never mind. That that's that record has gotten enough press. You know? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Just a little known, nugget. little lesser known nugget that the, uh, the may baby... or may not have had a birthday a month ago. But yeah, seriously, classic rock Cla- thirty classic rock thirty years, man. Thirty years old. This guy, this this record, this baby mm-hmm. in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's another. That's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> like the the baby who's. Thirty-one is like I want to sue Nirvana. Why know, are you right? suing Nirvana? Um, I mean, it's a good way to make money. <laughs> yeah, he's like, they're like, you, you know, your parents are the ones that put you in the pool, right? <laughs> Not Nirvana. <laughs> oh, parents. Um, yeah. Did you? Did you? Speaking of, did you, did your mom and dad ever disapprove of you doing like rock and roll, oh, rock, like big loud music? Absolutely. Like... <laughs> so it was kind of interesting when I was younger, uh, second grade. I got shipped off to live with my grandparents and my uncles. Uh, Were you a bad boy? No, nah, there was just stuff going on at home. Oh, yeah. But um, my three youngest uncles, uh, five, seven, and eight years older than me, were big metalheads. Mm. So uh, one of them gave me like my first metal sweater, which was a Kiss hoodie that I wore to crap in like second or third grade. Nice. So you were the cool kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was a rebel. So, anyways. Um, because of them, there's a lot of albums that, that I was having access to and listening to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judas Priest and like Van Halen and all this stuff. And uh, this was like like 
glam metal era kiss, like this no is, makeup, like yeah, yeah. I mean, for yeah, the 80s. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put the at, lick it up. Yeah. <laughs> so glamorous, but anyway, so that that kind of <laughs> that kind. It's funny because that kind of influenced me when I was super young, right? And I, I didn't really have any like um, real experience with other music besides metal, and then like stuff we we listened to at church. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways. Uh, my, my grandma kind of got tired of all the metal in the house and all the posters. <laughs> so she took myself and my uncles to this like uh, kind of get right convention oh, where they God. talk about the evils of yeah. like heavy metal music playing. They uh, had some clips of playing um, some Judas Priest album backwards. Oh, yeah. With all the masking. And, yeah. you know, so it was this whole thing. And so after that, um, mm-hmm. any secular music in the house became outlaw. Right. So right. that didn't always stop me, though. So I always had like a stash of cassettes. Um, mixtapes and stuff that I always had on me with my Walkman but uh, of course mom would typically find them at some point and they would disappear you're, like, you're not air drumming where'd you hear this yeah. I learned it from watching you <laughs> I know I I in my I think it must have been junior high or high school but anyways I was in a um, I went to uh, I got invited to a uh, like a youth group kind of home Bible study thing where they were showing um, some some movie like a something like that like hell's bells or uh, i think it was hell's bells mark of the beat like one of those like mm-hmm. total propaganda uh movies but they had like a whole bunch of bands in it that i currently <laughs> like i like you know but but they were in there like depeche mode is satanic like they were they were and then but I, but what i was saying i was just talking about this with somebody i was like these bands rock <laughs> it opened my eyes and my ears to all this new music that i had i hadn't actually heard any of those bands because you know my mom didn't really listen to like heavy metal per se but she listened to like classic rock and all that stuff and then it got you know it got banned from the house for a little bit and then she slowly started appreciating her old records again and stuff like that but um you know there's some good there's there's bands out there that are non-satanic or whatever that are good but there's a whole this video showed like they were showing like Rick James and Whitney Houston. And oh, like, I've totally yeah. seen this Anthrax. video. Anthrax. Um, I was like, I was like, uh, Fleetwood Mac because he does the he does Nick Fleetwood has the MIDI vest. Yes, you ever seen this? Yes, <laughs> and he has all these sounds in it and he gets and like does this like voodoo dance and he's going oh oh and he's like and he has these like the like dingle balls like hanging down from his legs and like someone said something about that recently and I was like I saw this in seventh grade. Yeah, so yeah. it in it. It Good was, way to find out about bands. Right? That's what I'm saying. It was it was, a, it was like having it was like someone giving a mixtape. <laughs> yeah, and they're like check out Anthrax. Yeah, check out Venom. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, that's where I heard of Venom. And I was for like, the first time. I was like, I could understand how some of these bands would be satanic. Yeah, like, yeah. Wasp you know, had a he had a buzzsaw on his penis. Well, yeah. that and also he's singing about like doing bad things to to women. But yeah. I, I so I could understand some of the badness of some of it. But at the same time, I was like, some of this music is super good. So like the that soundtrack was, for the show. This one right here? No. Oh. So like, anyways, that was so that those kind of things like, like you know, they were playing the Judas Priest thing. You're like, you're probably like in your back of your dirty little mind. You're like, I'm gonna go home and back mess some of my records to see what the things tell me. Yeah, I remember this episode of Chips. Remember Chips with Ponch? Not Ralph. Rolf from Happy Days was the. It was a rock star in that show. Yeah. Mulak or something like that. Yeah. He was like, I think it was supposed to be like they were playing on the whole. Um, uprising of of 
metal in the early 80s. Anyways, yeah. it was on the show. But it was like a one-man kiss. A one-man kiss, yeah. And, so, and then he like jumps in a limo, and the limo is like being driven by like a demon. The limo was possessed. Yeah. The limo, or somehow got possessed. <laughs> yeah. He puts an 8-track cassette in, and it starts backmasking itself. Yeah. It's his record. Yeah. And he has, an, he has the, the come-to-Jesus moment where like, it plays backwards, and it's like, Moolock shall die. Or something like that. He's like, he's, and he's pushing the eject button, and nothing's happening. And the limo drives off, of course, chips. It has a jump. It, yeah. it has a ramp. So the limo yeah. flies in the air, lands in a lake, and he's like drowning or whatever. And yeah. the, you know, Ponch dives in the water, rescues him. He's like, what happened? He's like, I don't want to do rock and roll anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looked then, like it. And Ponch is like, uh, okay. <laughs> they were always doing those, uh, like rip messages. off the shirt, like Duke's Hazard jump. We gotta jump in some water. Slide under the semi, like oh. on the my, on the motorcycle. But anyways, he's so he <laughs> so he saved his own life by backmasking his own record. So oh. because the demon so, didn't. Like, we gotta watch this. We gotta. We do. I gotta, we gotta find this clip. If this I find episode. this clip, I'll put it at the end of the show or whatever. But Is like, it a whole episode or, breakdown. What was his name? It was something like Mollusk or Mulock. Yeah. I remember like, he looked like a Spider-Man villain, but from like the live-action one where he had like the. He you're had, right. Like, the oh my gosh. The, the, have, you, have you not seen this episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, well because the only reason I know Chips and Incredible Hulk and. uh Bionic Man really was because we only got we only had one channel growing up when I lived in North Park. Apparently the best channel. Channel 10. XETV channel six. You could get it on the radio too. Yeah. Because we lived by the antenna. You know, um, I did live in National City for a stint. So we were, we lived by the radio antenna right there. It was the KNSD antenna. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we lived right there and then we moved to North Park and um we only got literally this only one channel it was xetv channel six and you could get it on the radio but anyway so i I memorized the whole tv schedule on that channel um as one does yeah we we had tv guide all the time but i really we only looked for the channel six stuff and we would highlight channel six and all the pages because every day at five chips comes on every Every, day at 5 30 well kind of but you knew when it wasn't happening and or i'd get picked up from jefferson elementary Mm -hmm. and we'd listen to scooby-doo on the way home on the tv on the the radio radio. tv Yeah. yeah So it was, it was like all these things. It was so weird, but um, but I just remember chips. Just like, let's sit down and watch chips. You know, like let's here. Here's your mic, not microwave, but uh, you know your pot pie. That was a big thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, I kind of had some weird food rituals in the house. Whatever, um, pot pie, watch Incredible Hulk or chips, and then get ready for bed. And uh, this one episode though came on, and I I couldn't eat my food. I was so scared shitless of, <laughs> of, of the, moral of the story: don't backmask your own records. You don't know what's going to happen. Your limo is going to flip into a lake. Your limo is going to flip in a lake without a driver. <laughs> the eight track, the music is driving the limo at this point. So that I was That's like some... six or seven, and I was ready to not be a rock and roller. I saw a clip <laughs> on YouTube of this like twelve years ago, and I feel like that is what happens in it. Mm-hmm. But like normally on a show like that, like. It's not like the X-Files where it's just like, I guess Satan cars exist. Like, (laughs) Satan cars don't exist, shouldn't exist on chips. What should exist is right and wrong and the law. But then apparently Satan cars do exist in the chips universe. Yes. And and, then in my later TV, was your TV big in your family or did you guys have to? No, no. Okay. I mean, after a while we didn't have... um, you know, we stopped watching TV altogether too because I was, That's I wasn't bad. allowed to watch The Simpsons stuff like that. Oh, you know, it, was, it, wow. got, it got kind of strict. So yeah. then I would just go watch it somewhere else. You know, right. MTV somewhere else. You know, Nintendo somewhere else. Um, I mean, the store just go to the store and play. <laughs> <just Nintendo. laughs> yeah. Street Fighter Two Turbo. No, like at the display. Like oh, exactly. Yeah. You guys so, have been here for a while. <laughs> like yeah, I'm gonna be here for a while. Yeah. Did you you guys... have a Nintendo, and I'm playing the display model. 
Exactly. Yeah. Where you can't move the controller at all, you know? Did you have Nintendo growing up? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. We did. Um, I was late to that game a little bit. I got it in after it was like oh three or four years old or whatever. Yeah. Same here. It was it was already out for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Everyone else had every all like, the games and yeah, so the I had, robot. I never had the robot one, but no, not the power pad. Power pad was cool. Power pad was pretty cool. Shout um, out Nintendo uh, power NES. Glove. The power glove. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's good. It's so good. It's bad. He said that no in the wizard. Remember the wizard? Oh yeah, Fred Savage. Yeah, this kid Lucas. <laughs> they're like he's good, but uh, he's not as good as Lucas. And Lucas is this kid. He's wearing full Vision Streetwear, including the trench coat. Mm-hmm. His pants say V A S I O N down the leg. He's, uh, he's trying to be uh, not a yeah. You're uh, the Mark Gonzalez, and he just like seriously. He has it in a case, and he gets it out. It's like a pelican case, and he puts it on, and he like makes it play the uh, close encounters that whole movie and he's like commercial for the glove right he's like racing the game which you can't do like yeah. i don't think you can do it's that movie and, magic, then, and he just stops hollywood and magic stares at jenny lewis from uh rilo kyler yeah, and just goes i love the power glove it's so bad <laughs> like this total james spader cocaine moment and then fred savage goes well, keep your power gloves off her pal like yeah hey biff hey speaking of which what's your favorite 80s movie are you like more John Hughes side? Or are you more like, I don't know, Marty McFly? Zemeckis? Back to Future's always been a classic. Yeah. Goonies. Oh, Spielberg. We're, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not I so mean, much rad or thrashing. Those are things that I enjoyed more as I got a little older. Yeah. Yeah. Better appreciation for it. Yeah. The soundtrack is banging. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, the production values on these songs are top notch <laughs> they, they need they should have had a sound a better sound engineer um yeah, yeah so like yeah goonies and he left um, to the theme song yeah, yeah. He, he uh get, so back to the future yeah so, i mean i don't think a day goes by not a day goes by <laughs> that i don't quote well that movie of course but like uh something from back to the future or not goonies but um top gun Top Gun. Goonies and Top Gun. I mean, Back to the Future and Top Gun, I probably quote at least something from those movies once a day. Just in my common vernacular, not even trying to quote the movie necessarily. Mm-hmm. Just it works, you know. Um, if it works, it works. And then, you know, there's other ones that kind of flow into my speaking. But, you know, what's your what's your favorite 80s flick? Ooh. I know there's so many. So many. I mean, Back to the Future is phenomenal. Um, if I had to pick one, I'm mean, like movie I loved as a kid, or just like I don't know any like, movie made in I the 1980s. Uh, I mean, yeah, well, like just I mean, I think Back to the Future is the first one that came to your mind, so that sure, says a lot. That, I mean, that's like, yeah, it was so much fun as a kid, you know, because you have like the dun dun dun. Seriously, dun, and you know, you get, yeah, I mean, you're, Huey you're Lewis, the guy who <laughs> blows up a guitar amp somehow at the beginning. <laughs> They had to put and that then, in there. And then, I'm late for school. I got to skate. And right no, the whole thing. The thing. It was, it was the, the entire aerobics class. The it was 100% and, yeah. the culmination of the 80s. Oh, absolutely. Say, you know? For sure. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, I think, uh, inspiring. It's I think that movie inspired. Ins- Doesn't it? I, I, nay. Yeah. Not inspired. Inspires uh-huh. me. Uh, um, it started back then, though, when I saw it in theaters, to do to do music. Because I wanted that big amp. I wanted to be Huey Lewis at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh that song was i was like oh so people write songs to be like the theme song of the movie mm-hmm. cindy lopper goonies oh, wow. yeah. back to the future Hugh lewis um all the Ken- uh, kenny Loggins stuff yeah uh, you know they're writing or, i mean it's obviously it started with bg's and saturday night fever probably or maybe before that something else but it was but they're writing songs for the radio that are like 
basically to... they're almost making the movies based on this artist i felt like at some point because yeah. i realized this when like people were buying the um the saturday night fever record in mass like when when that movie came out right because it was because movie was kind of like eh, whatever whatever he can dance disco or whatever but like it's a whole Bee Gees record they wrote it for this, you know it's all bgs i'm like Bee Gees. Just there's some other stuff too well i know yeah but that was like the one i first realized i was like side Dude. four is just the song disco inferno it's like 18 minutes long it is yes Casey and the Sunshine Man? No, I don't. I don't. I don't know who it is. Casey the Boogie Shoes. Burn, is baby. Okay, yeah. Just so well, maybe it's not all Bee Gees, but but the point was like I saw I uh, I heard this Huey Lewis song. He was already super hot by then, and then he and then he was in the movie or vice versa. You know, like he's I'm like the, Huey Lewis. He's and like then, you're, he's not the principal. You're too loud. The megaphone. Yeah. You're I'm too sorry. You're just yeah. too. I'm a nerd that doesn't look that different. From, yeah. Because <laughs> Huey Lewis was a nerd, wasn't that kind of his deal? Huey Lewis, and then now. He's got ear, ear stuff, ear problems. Uh, Poor dude. Because the irony is that he said it's too loud, and now he has ear things. So, rest in peace, Huey's ears. Um, he wasn't joking. He was. You know, years later, a as a follow up to the album Sports, Weather. No way. Yeah, that's like serious? one of his like last albums is called Weather. Huey Lewis in the news, Sports Weather. Yeah. Dude, I don't know if there's a current local event. stories. I don't know if movie showtimes, <laughs> funny yeah. pages. For that down cat, Craigslist. I don't know. Yeah, seriously, dude, that's <laughs> why genius. don't you just say the name had, of the movie? So he had a theme going his whole musical career. What? We never oh. even knew, right in front of our own eyes. <sighs> Wait, I gotta go. You oh, guys. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go find some Huey Lewis records. Yeah. Um, True Confessions. Do you own any Huey Lewis records? I do not. Okay, I I got one the other like a couple weeks ago. I got Sports. It was good. It was like five bucks. So whatever. It's, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, do you have a do you have a vinyl record collection? No, it's uh, so oh, it's like right here. Yeah, it's, oh, swindled. Oh. it's swindled. Okay, <clears throat> a little, a little. Uh, so I can I can ask you, what's your favorite vinyl record in your collection? Is like Pick which one. which one the of those? Middle one. Yeah. <laughs> you card anyone? The middle one. <laughs> said the middle one. <laughs> Dope. Um, okay. Like, I don't know what is, what is over on top of the. Stand yeah, we won't <laughs> we won't go there. The, um, the <laughs> no effects is uh, the declines up there. It's a good one. That's a that actually is that, is a, lot is that of... a recent? Is that a clear vinyl or? Could be worth a lot of money. It's an old press. Oh, yeah. Should discount. You got a shit. gem in your mind. You got a gem in your mind. That's like having a Tony Gwynn rookie card. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I only say Tony Gwynn because we're drinking pale ale, but um, sponsored by. They, yeah. Do you hear that, Ale Smith? <laughs> Give me some pale ale. <laughs> you owe us. Did you ever get into brewing beer? No, no, no. Do that to the Just pros. enjoying it. Just enjoying it. I, I but I know you got it. hardcore into coffee. Uh, or at least you drink. I wouldn't a lot say of it. hardcore. Well, you drink a lot of it. I do drink a lot of it. <laughs> I would say that's getting into because like, well, I I can't drink it past 10, 11 a.m. So I'm I'm I know all about it and enjoy it, but I'm not like some people just yeah. No, I do like a morning and then like an afternoon and that's it. I'm good. You do an afternooner? Yeah, afternooner. Yeah? A pick me up after lunch. I uh, after lunch even he says, dang. So do you stay up late? No, it doesn't keep me up. You have a morning ritual? Yeah. Do tell. Pretty regular. I don't mean oh, that. I don't mean that. I, mean, <laughs> I don't mean the coffee after effects. I meant like, do you wake up at a certain time every day and do a certain thing? Or... Um, I usually wake up around six by six, uh, depending on what what's going on with the kids. Um, sometimes getting them ready for school or getting ready for conferences and calls and work, mm -hmm. work kind of stuff. But I usually start starts at six. Oh, do you work on East Coast time? Sometimes, sometimes international. That's, that's been fun. Um, 
Konnichiwa. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, if there's nothing crazy going on, that's mm-hmm. when my day starts at six. I get up, shower, coffee, wake you the kids shower? up like, every day. Dang. Every morning. Baller. Got to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's usually what I do. Put music on before my call start. What's the morning music like? <clears throat> Master of Puppets or uh, It's usually <laughs> somewhere in the, because I use uh, Apple Music, so it's in, in the recently added. Usually that's, those are in oh, like, heavy okay. rotation. Stuff that you've already added. Stuff that I just added to my library, and I uh-huh. kind of want to listen to again if it's worth listening to again. Yeah. I know you. You guys are both Apple Music guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the other stuff. I, I can't walk away now. I'm too I'm way too invested. I oh, just I just don't like Spotify. But yeah. I, I don't have Spotify account, so there's too much. I don't like the algorithm shit. So yeah. is that why? Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought it was for like ethical reasons. Well, I mean that. I mean the you can't really algorithms that, is yeah. part of the ethical reasons. I mean yeah. I don't like that, and I don't like the fact that like. Yeah, they don't. They pay Joe Rogan millions and millions and millions of dollars, and they convince everyone else just give us your records. You know, ooh, hot take. Yeah, it's actually not. That's um, that's pretty accurate though for a hot. I mean, take. I don't know. That's yeah. also how capitalism works. So. Dude, you heard it here <laughs> on the Family Cat. Um, no, that's true though. I mean, well, Apple you Music vote with your purchases, even the, right? Well, even Apple Music is we're we're still paying. Somebody's getting that money, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever, but. I don't, yeah. know they, I don't know how they pay out the artists that well. I mean, it's all that. fractional to what, like, CDs and albums yeah. used to be. Sure. But, I mean, that's that's a reality. It's also it. fractional to what Spotify CEOs make. So, yeah. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah. Mr. John Spotify. Yeah. Um, I remember I remember when you had a birthday, um, and I went to Tower Records in Santa Monica when I was working at, uh, I think I was at Gap, Kids Gap there or something that. like that. Yeah. And I bought you, uh, I bought you... Master of Puppets CD at Tower, and it was like nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, the, the price was nineteen ninety nine. I was like, this is a lot for a CD. I already know that it is a lot for a CD because right. some of their CDs were on, would go on sale for like five ninety nine if it was like a a, a new band mm-hmm. or whatever. And they're like, they can charge a premium for this Metallica record, but you know, I'm willing to pay that price for Metallica Master of Puppets. Um, and then now, you know, then CDs kind of slowly faded a little bit. I mean, they're still out there, of course, but. Now records are that price, you know, and people are paying it. You know, oh yeah, anything yeah. from twenty fifty bucks for a new for like a new release, like right. anywhere from twenty to fifty bucks for a new release. You know, I'm like, dude, I have a hard time paying more than like, I don't know, more than twenty seven dollars for. I wouldn't, I don't, I don't buy the whale. I don't buy the whole. Yeah, you know, you gotta really want it because I I listen to them. I'm not buying it to have like, oh my gosh, this is my prized possession or whatever. You know, someone was pointing out that uh, when we buy vinyl on new stuff, it kind of doesn't matter it is only like as a because like the old stuff was mastered for vinyl the stuff's all mastered for you know unless you're buying a release that's that is made for vinyl but sometimes they have that like a the it's rare Mm -hmm. like it's like a more of a collector thing that they ask you master it for vinyl or if metallica re-releases an album they they they're remastering it for vinyl or something Mm -hmm. like that you know but i know people who just collect the vinyl and have it and then just get all the digital downloads and Mm -hmm. stuff from it so you know you teach their own. I like to hear it. I like to hear the, I like to do the thing, you know, swoosh, swoosh, mm-hmm. and it calms me down sitting there looking at the shit and like, you know, I think I, I'd rather have a playlist just playing in the background. <laughs> not to well, yeah. Up. Cause look at, you got a rad setup for like, you know, you can be, you can be doing all the stuff. Look here. podcast listeners. Take a look over there. Turn your head Feast to the your west. Eyes on this. Turn your head to the east. Next to my t-shirt is the, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you mean because they couldn't see your T-shirt? I get it. <laughs> but um, yeah, do you do you think 
is there some nuggets of wisdom that you learned along the way in your like musical journey career anything like that now that you now you're doing you're kind of still in it in to a certain degree you know doing it and you know we're still making songs when we can whatever for funsies and for awesomeness we what are have you that's, that's what been, have you learned i've learned i think within the past year and a half i've learned a lot past like, year and a half yeah just you know over the the shutdown mm-hmm. um getting back into like mixing and doing music again because i hadn't hadn't touched it since really we stopped touring timer your industry got shut down <clears throat> kind of uh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. live event industry all shut down so i was mm-hmm. stuck at home we had a new one in the nicu and so i had a lot of time all of a sudden to just be home and mm-hmm. and so uh kind of whipped out the old pearl tools computer and just started writing stuff again um and i i felt like i took it pretty seriously i would like really applied myself um with like just learning everything i could about mixing and i feel like my all that's kind of elevated since you and i started writing songs yeah about a year and a half ago right yep oh um, yeah i guess so. <clears throat> but uh even like newer lessons is, is a lot of times just pushing a little harder like uh you know you and i recording it's like all right we can do it again you, you can get it better like you can just kind of pushing that um and i feel like it's, it's two ways too right because i'll give you a rough mix and you'll come back with like well I don't hear this or maybe we can add this and we're constantly like you know kind of pushing that envelope with each other right so that's been a a good experience and a good learning you know good time of learning for sure Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's true huh because like i said earlier i think it's not there's no pressure of like the label per se but it's more like and we've matured you know i mean i might not sound like it sometimes but i think that we have we've written we wrote an album in that was seismic was like 2004 2003 i think it's three three yeah, four yeah right. um and then songs after that but then now all the time and then now there's well, i got something to say you know like with new stuff and recent happenings and all that jazz but yeah it's like a it's still us doing it you know yeah um, and then he'll tell me if it's crap or not you know like, <laughs> <laughs> did you know? it's true i will <laughs> voice um, reason <laughs> but uh but but uh yeah i mean we're we're not 17 anymore you know but like i always think about like ooh, what would like what would logo sound like if they started these right now these days you know because andrew's gotten amazingly talented at drumming you know i haven't heard sammy marky but i'm assuming they still did stuff you know yeah like i think about that kind of stuff sometimes like even my own band like what would i sound like my 17 year old band sound like these days you know better equipment more different different recording equipment look over there right. um <laughs> stuff like that i don't know it's just something i my brain thinks about a lot of things at the same time yeah right um that's the caffeine talking um but yeah what else and then as and as far as like what's on the what's next on the horizon for danny or like musically or professionally well we're um, working on we got some songs we've been working on yummy so close so home stretch close. No matter how far. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I would say shout out, shout out to Mike Wright for, uh, you know, putting a little pressure every so often. Seriously. He'll send a text and say, hey guys, so what's up with these songs? What are we? <laughs> and then, um, so it's kind Man, of- Man, we got time this. for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been interesting too, right? Getting back to work, uh, events opening back up. It's been, you know, it was like really a feast or famine thing. Everything was, was dead and now everything's alive. And so it's mm-hmm. been- crazy crazy yeah. crazy talk at work yeah so how do your ears keep up with like doing songs mixing and then just doing work stuff because you have you know like you have to hear all these like nuances and your sound mixing with the two different things like do your ears hurt ever does like i mean is that a thing 
No, no, it's just usually just mental kind of uh, energy. <laughs> mental fatigue. But yeah, just yeah. being on Zoom calls like, you know, for eight or 10 hours and then stepping away. Seriously. Honestly, a lot of times just getting a little reset, going for a walk, having a couple of beers, and then coming back to it. I'm like, yeah, ready. Juices are flowing. <laughs> There's always a song in there, right? Yeah. There's always a song. Um, seriously. I mean, like, I know. And we're always sending each other hardcore songs to listen to, like, Sure. The ones we send each other, I noticed a lot are, are hardcore metal songs regularly. You know, I haven't gotten any country from me, so I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, <laughs> um, country tinge, <laughs> throw it in there. It's, it's going in. Little, it's going a little in. slide guitar, a, a little slide whistle. Song. You asked for it. <laughs> you know that new sound. Just <laughs> no banjo. See, that's from Back to the Future too. It is. Also, it is. Or Back to the Future one also. Right. Um, damn, that's. It's from kind that. of. Is it Back to the Future two when he's climbing on the thing and watching? Oh, it technically out? yes. Maybe. Technically, yes. Maybe. Yeah, it is. When he's yeah. on the on the camera. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. I think he stole his wallet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're gonna have to do a whole Back to the Future episode. I mean, there's other podcasts that do it, so screw your it. Leather jackets and your fedoras. Here's part two. <laughs> That's the name of the show. Ooh, um, yellow all day. <laughs> you heard it here first, listener. Dude, I mean, Danny, I could talk to you for days about this kind of stuff, but <laughs> but time calls, you know. Um, yeah, what's what's uh, when's that new song going to be done? I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't tell me. Don't tell me. We'll we'll wait for the big. Reveal. What if you save this when you go? How about right? No. Oh, edits. Super edits. Thank you, Mogan. Thank you, Mogan. Funny that you asked. Ladies and gentlemen, Mogan. Three, two, one, go. Seriously. Oh, that's a good idea. No pressure. That's why you got to be the producer. Well, now I have to finish it before you post this. Oh, he said remake Flowers and Dying. Just kidding. I just put it right in there. It just cuts off my sentence. What was funny about that, too, was... I think Sean was Sean was in, producing that song with us in the studio because at least my vocals because he was like, "How about if you go, this is the because I was doing something else I don't even remember what I was doing before now at this point but you know like, this <laughs> is <laughs> singing, I was singing like Jeff Goldblum like ah <laughs> uh, this is uh, the 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 end the end of the, the end of the the world <laughs> uh, science nature finds a way <laughs> impressions time ladies and gentlemen that's pretty good. Um, Danny Montoya, everybody. Thanks for that's having me. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, that's that's a wrap. Click. This is the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother! Right. That's good stuff right there. That's 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 the legit. Oh, uh, let's see. Ah, oh, fun. Oh, yes, indeed. It's fun time. Well, okay. And all right. That was fun. Little midday session hangout time with Mogan and Danny at the Fat Lab, the studio where I, I record uh, vocals for some recent tracks with St. Didicus, where Danny's uh, doing all of his magic in the studio. He does a lot of his work from there now. And uh, we just hung out in the back room there, shared some good times, some laughters, some memories and obviously an affinity towards 80s movies. So uh, maybe you can tell me what your favorite 80s movie is in the comments or whatever, but um, obviously we have uh, we all like Back to the Future and Goonies and that kind of stuff, but uh, that, that kind of shaped who, who we were and what kind of movie quotes we do <laughs> nowadays. But anyways, um, a throwback to the beginning of the, the very beginning of the episode, before the conversation even happened, I put a movie quote in there from Back to the Future. 
yeah, if you don't remember, it's from, um, yeah, I'm not even going to tell you. Go back to the very, very beginning of this episode and listen to that, and, and then you'll, you'll remember. It's actually in, I think it's in both movies, actually. For, I mean, one and two, Back to the Future, one and two. But anyways... Yeah, it's me, Chef Josh, and that was uh, that was an, another conversation with some pals about music and food and life and all the all the stuff in between. Um, so I uh, I'm gonna play a song at the end from Danny uh, being in Dogwood. He talked about Conscience in a Cave being one of the songs that he would pair food with, um, with you know different things, different reasons and stuff like that. We actually did an acoustic version. Um, that we put it was on we only did it for uh the, the palapalooza podcast shout out troy and we we give him a I, I was on that episode i was on an episode of the palapalooza podcast and we did an acoustic version of conscience in a cave so at the end of this episode i'm going to play the full actual version of conscience in a cave from our album seismic it was um it was our last full-length record on tooth and nail records before we did like compilations and best of and all that kind of stuff but um pretty fun to do that record we did it in in uh, encinitas uh, rancho santa fe area at big fish studios where a lot of local bands have recorded blink did dude ranch there and um the owner was on casablanca records which was the label kiss was on just a cool studio um over there in in rancho santa fe a leaving hain area actually technically but um anyways what i was saying was seismic was so produced by sean from dogwood who he had he had left left the band as their guitarist um and then he produced this record where danny was the guitarist so that was kind of a cool turnaround uh cool uh keeping it in the family kind of thing and uh, another cool thing about seismic was that it was mixed by the legendary ryan green up at motor studios where we we recorded our previous record matt aragon so a lot of cool ties a lot of connections and stuff like that with um you know Uh, connected to other albums and such so we kept it in the family ryan green mixed it the song is conscience in a cave and if i was to explain this one it would be this would be more like somebody who is struggling with addictions and doesn't know how to explain them to people and also maybe they happen to be a very spiritual person or in the church or involved somehow with something in a, you know some kind of industry where they can't really tell people what they're going through um, for fear of judgment or um, persecution or being kicked out of a family or anything like that. So they're just hiding it and they're living their life almost duplicitously, if you will, like they're living two lives. Um, they're addicted to something. I didn't really say what it was in the song, whether it's drugs or um, you know any kind of uh addictive thing like that like pornography or drugs or uh gambling or any of the other things that you can get addicted to but overall um they don't know how to live uh singularly they live a duplicitous life and they are struggling with it because they feel that they can't tell anybody and that's what the the cave is yourself the conscience in a cave is just being human really and i think that we all go through those struggles uh whether you're addicted to something or not you're just maybe don't know how to tell people what you're feeling and that can lead to some mental health issues mental illness and not necessarily mental illness but mental health issues struggles where you can't really explain yourself to people or excuse me you're looking for someone to talk to but you don't know how so that's why i always want to throw it out there that i'm 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 available to talk i'm available to help if people need it or whatever because i need it we all need it my kids need it my wife needs it we all need it everybody needs somebody to talk to about things about everything so 
that's what the song is about. Um, so yeah, if you listen to the words, um, yeah, just listen to the words. Uh, maybe hit me up privately. I'll tell you all about it. But the song is "Conscience in a Cave." Special thanks to Danny for writing writing this cool the cool little little riff in there. The music it's um, it's uh, the, I wrote the words because I felt what the music was trying to tell me. I listened to the music and it was saying something, so I wrote words about it. Um, but yeah, um, before I play that, just thanks for listening. Share the show with a friend. Special shout out to Mogan and Danny for being on the show. I'll put all the, a bunch of links in the show notes to everything, to different records and different things that uh, we talked about in the show. And until next time, just want to say, um, don't forget to review and subscribe and all that kind of stuff that you always hear on these podcasts. But hey, it helps. All right. So without any further ado, here's Dogwood and a song written by Danny called Conscience in a Cave. All right, everybody. I'll talk to you next time. Ciao, ciao.
Hey, thanks for listening to The Family Cast. Food and music is life, yes? Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, Xander. <laughs>